You know, this is, it is obviously Mother's Day, and uh, if you haven't recognized that and don't realize that, you're probably on your way to the store right now, and you're going to miss this sermon. But, uh, nevertheless, I hope that you have found a way to honor your mom. Amanda and I were talking um, last night that uh, I just simply asked her, what, what were some of your most favorite Mother's Day gifts, Okay. And uh, she just simply said, she didn't take her very long to think about it. It wasn't necessarily about the gifts, it was about the actions, and it was about the things from the heart. When, uh, when a letter was written to her from one of her kids, uh, just, uh, just thanking her and, and just giving a description of her. Also, uh, just some of the gifts of sacrifice that were handmade and things like that. So, um, so um, that's, a, that's a great way to celebrate mom. Um, but there's obviously lots of ways that you can celebrate mom in your own home, different ways that she might like. And uh, hopefully you know your mom well enough that you found a way to honor her and to celebrate her as well. Someone once wrote that uh, um, moms, if I, can, if I can get to my slide here. Um, what did I do with it? Moms... Uh, Mother's Day is just simply a day that where all the kids have a chance to give mom a gift because of all the all the things that she's done, things like uh, all wiping all the runny noses and, and fixing all the broken or not broken knees, but skin knees and, and bloody knees and putting a bandage on it for all the times that she held their gum in her hand, for all the for all the things that, that she has done for them. They also wrote that it's a day of appreciation for, for making your children finish something they said they couldn't do, not believing them when they said, I hate you, and sharing their good times and their bad. Mothers, mothers are, are, are teachers and, and appreciators and, and disciplinarians and cleaning ladies. Mothers are gardeners and lawnmowers and and uh, nurses and doctors and psychologists and counselors and chauffeurs and coaches. Mothers are developers of personalities, molders of vocabularies and shapers of attitudes. Mothers are soft voices saying, I love you. And mothers are a link to God. A child's first impression of God's love. Mothers are all these things and so much more. And I can't help but wonder, I, I wanted to give a challenge for all of us and, and, uh, and a thank you and, and a challenge for moms as well. And, and I thought, what better text could we talk about than, than somebody being filled with the Spirit? And I can't help but think that a, a, a mom that is filled with the Spirit, a wife that is filled with the Spirit, a husband who is filled with the Spirit, anybody, any person who is filled with the Spirit of God makes the world a better place around them. And I can't help but think about mothers who are filled with the Spirit of God and the influence and the effect that they have upon their families. And so as you think about it, as, as we think about being filled with the Spirit of God, the first one that just simply comes to mind is love. And the effects of love in, in a mother upon her children and, and there's there's lots of effects, but one of the main things that comes to my mind is just simply that in, takes away insecurities, takes away all the insecurities of the world. 
the world beats them up the world drags them down but yet when they come home mom is the one there who loves completely loves ultimately and all the way across unbiased love and it means everything and it keeps them going and it takes away all their insecurities when the world says you can't do it and the child comes home and says maybe I can't do it and mom says yes you can do it you have the ability to do these whatever the task may be mom's the one that what that brings the love uh, to the child I'm reminded of, of a story uh, that is told of uh, during the Holocaust and it's a story of, of Rosenberg and obviously we know that World War II um, <clears throat> killed millions of Americans okay, much uh, and, and Jews as well uh, and other lives as well uh, Rosenberg and his family tells this story um, about his family Solomon Rosenberg and his wife and the two sons and his mother and father were arrested and placed in a Nazi concentration camp. It was a labor camp. And you see in those labor camps, if you cannot fulfill the labor that they want you to do, the work that they want you to do, then you're extinguished. You, you are put to death. And, the, and they've witnessed this over and over again. When somebody who is older and feeble, they can't, they can't accomplish the task that the, the Nazis wanted them to accomplish then they would exterminate them and move on. They tell the story uh, that uh, <clears throat> says this, Rosenberg watched his mother and father march off to their deaths. And he knew that the next would be their youngest son, David. Because David was a feeble, weak boy. Every evening Rosenberg Solomon Rosenberg came back into the barracks after his hours of labor and searched for the faces of his family when he found them they would huddle together embrace each other and thank God for another day that God has given them together one day Rosenberg came home and he didn't see their see all the familiar faces and as he begins to look around for his family he sees, he sees his son, Joshua, sitting in the corner, huddled up, and he's weeping, and he's crying, and he's praying. And he said, Josh, tell me. Tell me it's not true. Josh, through the sobbing and the weeping, <clears throat> tells him, it's true, Papa. Today, David was not strong enough to do his work, so they came for him. But Papa, Solomon, started looking around. And he said, but where's, where's Mama? Where's Mama? And the boy told him, he said, oh, Papa, when they came for David, he was afraid and he cried, Mama, Mama. Mama said, there is nothing to be afraid of. David and she took his hand <clears throat> took his hand and went with him that's love folks that's love giving giving herself to comfort their child the next thought I have to move off that point before I tear up anymore 
The next thought is just simply the joy that the Holy Spirit gives you takes away unhappiness in other people. The joy that the, the joy that the Holy Spirit gives you, the joy that God gives you, gives you the ability to take away unhappiness in, in crevices and, and gaps that you may not even recognize or see. You see, happiness and unhappiness are conditional. But joy, on the other hand, is not conditional. It's a it's a state of it's a state of mind. Listen to the next scripture where it comes from a, a and this is the same thing, basically the same thing as well. Philippians chapter four, four through seven. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, re let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's that joy that he, that he talks about after that as well. It's that joy that comes from a state of mind as you, as you think about things that are noble and pure and, and, and worthy that changes your outlook on everything. Your joy is contagious. Your joy has affected lots of folks. Take courage and be encouraged because of that. The next thought, which the scripture I read to you, is uh, uh, your, your peace takes away anxiety. I'll never forget when we went to, uh, went to, we were going home to Texas and Arkansas, and we were driving through from Washington State to, to there, and we were driving through Colorado Springs, and Amanda's phone and my phone started going off, and the kids' phones kind of went off, and, and uh, there was warning signs, you know, and however those phone sounds went. Um, and then, you know, we look around, and we knew the clouds were dark, and then the wind starts picking up, and then it starts hailing, and then it gets really windy. And pretty soon, you know, we we uh, we didn't take us long. We recognized that the warning signs were on our phones, and there was a tornado warnings in the area. So we did the natural thing that we did, and we pulled over, started screaming and hollering, and no, no, we didn't. All right. Mom is one of the ones that that uh, kept everybody calm. It's okay. It'll it'll be all right. God's in control. And then we started singing church songs to remind everybody that God was in control. He's still in control. Even if we would have perished or died, He is still in control. And you can have peace in that. And it's a peace that God gives that, that transcends all understanding. In this, in this text of Galatians chapter 5, um, the Holy Spirit gives that peace. Philippians chapter 4 tells us that that peace is given by God. And it only comes from God. And it transcends all understanding. And when you have that peace, it, give, it takes away anxiety. Obviously, we're not talking about clinical anxieties. But it takes away normal, everyday fear of the unknown, of the future. What's going to happen? And moms, you remind us over and over again, it's going to be okay. It's going to be good. If I can live through giving birth to you, 
Everything's going to be okay. The next thought is just simply your patience. Your patience takes away impulsiveness. All right? Your patience takes away impulsiveness. Have you ever been shopping with your mom? Maybe grocery shopping with your mom? And you kind of you know when mom is on a tighter budget than normal. Because she's a little pickier and she's a little choosier. And she has more patience of, of looking at things in the grocery store. And, and uh, uh, she takes, uh, she takes the, uh, the, the calculator on her phone and, uh, and does numbers and crunches them and things like that. Uh, you know, uh, She's not an impulsive buyer, but she takes her time and, and reflects upon what's taking place. That's what patience does, okay? Patience, when, when a person has patience all around you and they're making decisions for you and with you and because of you and, and all those good things, um, you want somebody, somebody there that's not so impulsive. Moms, you have the ability to calm just about everything. You have the ability to, to slow the pace down and to not let your kids be anxious and be impulsive as well. You have a lot of power. You have a lot of power in your home that God has given you. You have a lot of influence in your home that God has given you. You don't believe me? Read Proverbs uh, 31 sometime. Powerful, powerful proverb. You're giving... You're, uh, one guy says... It was a preacher friend of mine that I, I learned it from. But he always said, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. But if mom is full of the spirit, then everything's in a dry place in your home. Your kindness, your kindness takes away uh, indifference, okay? Indifference is the strongest force in the universe. It makes everything it touches meaningless Love and hate don't stand a chance against it. Interesting, all right? Interesting. So so kindness uh, takes away indifference in folks. Um, what's another word for that? Uh, I had it on the tip of my tongue. It's gone, I'm sorry. <laughs> the apathy, there you go, apathy. Apathy is powerful. Indifference is powerful. But kindness goes out of the way. It chooses. It makes a choice to be kind all the time. Moms, you have a huge, huge influence on your kids when you're kind to them. And when you're not partial to one or the other. But you're kind all the way across the board. What a powerful expression being kind to your kids. I love that thought. I love that thought. The next one, and I found a Calvin Hobbes cartoon uh, strip out of this, is goodness. Your goodness takes away ungodliness. Here's Calvin. I don't know if you can see that or not, but here's Calvin. He's flexing his muscles and he's up at front, you know, and he says, made in God's image. Yes, sir. And then, uh, then Hobbes has something to say about it, and he just simply says, God must have a goofy sense of humor. <laughs> so, yes, I do believe God has a sense of humor. 
But I also believe that we're made in God's image. And when we show goodness to everybody across the board, no no partiality, then you are reflecting you are reflecting God's image in you. You are reflecting God when you are good. Good is a moral quality. And when we have that moral quality, especially demonstrated in our homes, kids just turn out better. Dads turn out better. So, have that goodness within your heart, within your mind. This is the last one, and it is faithfulness. Faithfulness takes away disloyalty. Okay, I love Proverbs chapter 3, and he says uh, in verse 3, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on a tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. <clears throat> Interesting. Guess who some of those and man are? Moms, it's your kids. It's your kids. It's the people that you come in contact with day in and day out. It's the people that you that you take that you took or take to school because they missed the bus. It's the, it's the lunches that you have to bring to them because they forgot their lunches. It's the it's when the, the and everything else that goes along with raising kids. Your your heart, your mind, who you are, allowing the spirit to live within you and give all of those characteristics or the fruit of the spirit in you is displayed most in your home. And that's to your kids and from and to your husband. So on behalf of me being a, a, a child of a, of a mother and on behalf of me being a husband as well, moms, thank you so much for surrendering to the Spirit, for letting, letting Him have His way with you, for the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the gentleness, the faithfulness and the self-control. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for for letting His Spirit uh, live within you. The last one. Uh, I messed that up, all you. The last one is is self-control. When you have self-control, it takes away self-indulgence. And when you teach your kids that, that's a huge blessing as they live in this world and prepare their hearts for the next. So be filled with the Spirit. That's a challenge for everybody uh, and that's a huge thank you for moms who are filled with the Spirit. We appreciate you. We love you. We, we want to lift you up. We don't want to be a burden to you. We want to bless you and to help you in all ways. Be the mom. Be the mom that you want to be. Be the mom that the Spirit calls you to be. Let's, uh, let's bow in prayer as, as we close this assembly. And uh, before, we, before we close the assembly, I'd like to remind you to, uh, to log on to uh, our, our uh, Facebook page, log on to our uh, website, kingsorchard.org. And uh, if you feel the need to, to contribute, there's a con contribution button there as well. And there are some other resources that you can tap into to, uh, to strengthen your, your knowledge and awareness. Let's pray. Father, we give you thanks and praise for moms.
we give you uh, we we give you so much thankfulness for moms who are living by your spirit, listening to your call, and and seeing it through with their actions. Thank you so much for for your son that died on the cross for us, gave us an example of how to love um, his mom, gave us an example of how to treat others as well. Father, help us to, to have the love that you call us to have. Thank you for equipping us to do your work. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.